How's it going? Welcome to Wander on the Way, a show that is an ode to hours spent in coffee shops, late night get-togethers with friends, walks outside, and long car rides. Basically, all the times and places we get a moment to slow down to be present with ourselves and those around us. My name is Josh Perry, and I'll be your companion today for a little while. Join me and my occasional guests as we take a look at all the messy little details of being human. And remember, you're not lost as long as you say you're wandering. Welcome, everyone, to episode nine of Wander on the Way. I have another guest today, and I'm really excited about her. Uh, this is a good friend of mine who's helped provide me with some real solid scholarship on Confucianism and Taoism. Hua Yong Wang, or just Wang, as you'll hear me call her, is a Korean Confucian philosopher. So today's episode is a little more on the academic side of things than other interviews. We're discussing a question whose answer has major implications for how we live our lives and organize our societies. Are humans fundamentally good? Before we begin, I just want to say that there are a few footnotes to the episode which I will share after the conversation, so if you'd like to get a little extra context, please listen all the way through to the end. This is a good moment also to plug my Patreon, where I post full, unedited audio from our conversations. I tried to keep today's episode trimmed to the most succinct and impactful moments, but there's nearly 30 minutes of conversation that did not make the final cut. Your support helps me to run the show, weekly events, and to provide some wisdom and coaching to my patrons. As you listen today, I want you to consider the many different ways you relate to the people around you. Think of the love and gratitude that you feel and express toward those closest to you, and ask yourself, are there little things that I can do to extend those sentiments and actions beyond my close bonds toward the acquaintances and strangers that I might meet on the street? Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, Wang. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, this is, I'm really looking forward to our chat today. Um, for those of you at home, this is a really good friend of mine and my wife, and uh, she's been sort of training me and coaching me on some, some Eastern philosophy scholarship. Uh, I will uh, step aside for a second, and, and Wang, would you please introduce yourself a little bit and let everybody know who you are and, and why you're here? Oh, it's a great pleasure to be here, uh, you know, especially talking with Josh, but in on a little bit more official, probably, in the platform. <laughs> so, well, yeah, my name is Huayang Wang. Well, Huayang is my first name, last name is Wang. Usually I go with Wang with my friends. Uh, I am a philosopher specialized in East Asian and comparative philosophy, and more specifically, I am very fascinated about Confucian philosophy and feminist philosophy. So recently I am doing more, I'm from Korea, so I'm also drawing a lot of resources from my uh, heritage too. So I will, uh, recently I'm doing a lot of work also from Korean Confucian philosophy and women philosophers. Well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, uh, but I'm also probably for my sake, I know there are probably some differences between Korean Confucianism and Chinese Confucianism. And most of my exposure so far to Confucianism has been a few of the things that you've talked about. 
um but mostly like in reading stuff from the Tao Te Ching it seems like there's a lot of statements that feel kind of reactionary to Confucian philosophy or somehow they're they're responding to it so mm -hmm. I've certainly got kind of a biased point of view here that I'm hoping you'll give some additional clarification and uh, maybe uh, some education about you know why the Confucians are not the wrong ones here because that that's what I'm getting out of the Tao Te Ching anyway <laughs> Um, uh, we, we pre-selected a handful of chapters. So this is a, has a little bit of different characteristic than some of the other interviews. And, uh, I have to say that, uh, Wang has trained me well by looking up a few of the passages, kind of preparing some stuff here. And we're both armed with, uh, copies of the Tao Te Ching, uh, by your advisor, right? Uh, Philip J. Ivanhoe or your My mentor, colleague I guess. now. <laughs> colleague. My co-translator, uh -huh. yes. Um, <laughs> And uh, this was, I think I mentioned this maybe even in, in an earlier episode of the podcast, but this was a gift that you gave me and has been a great addition to my, my shelf and things. Um, so let's start off, first of all, uh, mm -hmm. with chapter 18, which was the first one yep. I had sent you. Yep. So I, I handpicked these chapters because I, they were the ones that felt like the strongest kind of commentary on confusion values, that at least as far as I could tell. Mm -hmm. Um. And so this one had a particular line. Um, it's actually the, the first line right at the top, uh, which said, when the great way is abandoned, there are benevolence and righteousness. So now I'm going to put you on the spot. You got to try to defend some Confucianism here because uh, the, the implication seems like they're trying to say, like, stop all of that stuff that you're kind okay. of running around about and, and just get back to the way that we should be behaving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, the thing is, when I read, reread, you know, it's been a, quite a long time. So when I, when you sent me these chapters, I reread, and my first reaction this this time was, I don't think they really oppose. I mean, okay. I, I don't, I don't oppose. You know, as a Confucian philosopher now, here I'm talking, uh, and uh, I don't think we are. Uh, Confucianism and Taoism. This is definitely criticism, but it's not a binary opposition. Okay. So that's why, like, I, I, I my reaction was yes, I understand, you know, <laughs> where Lao Tzu is coming from, and then what, what are the points that he want to, he wanted to uh, criticize, mm -hmm. and I think also Confucius and were Confucians would have recognized the 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 criticisms and I think we understand we share the concerns over Lao Tzu mm -hmm. yeah so it's like I, I didn't feel to I mean in general their strong desire that I have to defend in a sense okay. it's just uh, so maybe I don't know if this is the correct way but overall even the old the three chapters then my reaction was just one one line I found can I just bring, if I can sure, bring it up? Sure, go for now? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe it's the, that's the better, best way of how I approach this one. Okay. So uh, there is another book, uh, the, the Shi Zi, that's in English like a records of great historian. Mm -hmm. So written by the Sima Qian by the Han Chinese. So okay. later. So anyway, so the book records the conversation between Lao Tzu and mm. Confucius. 
And there is a long story. And then at the end, someone asked, and then that also is getting records that, oh, Lao Tzu criticized the Confucianism all mm -hmm. this way. Mm -hmm. And very towards the last end that someone asked Confucius, so what do you think about this criticism? Right. And Confucius said, I don't, uh, I don't know how to translate this one, uh, but roughly uh, saying, ways our path, the ways our ways are different. Mm -hmm. So we cannot either, it, it can be translated into two, we cannot uh, concert, consult each other or mm -hmm. we cannot plan some important work to do together. Hmm. Okay. It's you know a, the ancient yeah. uh, agree to disagree. Yes. So the, the thing is like, I, it, this was actually the reason I brought this up was I, this is the exact represent how Confucians, mm -hmm. my, including myself, would react to the Taoist uh, criticism. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think maybe Tao, uh, I, my impression was Taoist has quite brighter picture about the ancient the mm -hmm. time. And about the Confucianism, we also shape. You know, if you read other Confucian classics, uh, like the Book of History or the things, yes, also we have the time, ancient time, we have a, good, um, a period of the sage kings. Yeah. Everything you, you didn't have, you, you didn't have to say anything, it was beautiful. <laughs> so, we share that, yeah. So, okay. I think that the chapter 18 shows some kind of also commonality that the Tao way, the great way, was great, yes. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So, I think that, that can be agreed between the Confucianism and Taoism, but uh, Confucianism would say yes, but. Since then, human built culture. Okay. And that is also worth. But it seems like a Taoist is quite critical what human has built since then. Mm. And of course, with uh, right reasons. Sure. Yeah, it, I think we've probably picked out a, a good couple of chapters uh, for our discussion then because... Um, Later on, some of the the other passages I'm hoping to to talk about today, uh, it it seems like I guess like I can see a lot of that coming through because a lot of Taoism um, or the chapters in in the Tao Te Ching are referencing the ancients and the sages, and so <laughs> that makes sense that there would be this this common uh, framework that maybe both schools of thought are looking back to historically. Yeah. Um, but I I like also you know in a weird way when you're uh, confronted with like, ah, I'm going to make you defend Taoism. Um, in like, I feel like you sort of expose the still very Western attitude that like I'm coming into all of this with, um, because my first reaction is upon reading this is that there's a, a stark divide or like mm -hmm. between the two schools of thought. Uh, and it's not necessarily that way, right? There's, there's a lot of commonality and you're kind of looking at it from some different perspectives, but it's the same general issues. Um, so I, I thought that was just from my own revelation, kind of entertaining or amusing that you're like, no, I'm not going to defend myself. And it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's one great point because uh, like also in my class, I used, I have, I, you know, I tend to, 
focus that, you know, in Western culture, not everyone, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, we, you know, here we are a little bit generalizing, but it's like when you, you have a kind of duality ideas mm-hmm. and you, it seems like quite many people think, Oh, but quite natural, I think, you know, so even uh, for everyone, actually. Uh, so if, is it this one? If it's not this, then it should be that. Right, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But for <clears throat> uh, East Asian idea, definitely, I would say that it's more on the spectrum, I would mm-hmm. say. So, yes, we are here, a, you know, from point A to B. But it's, you know, this, you know, low, low in the path, you know, the mm-hmm. way the spectrum from A to B is not clear cut like a white, but like, well, white. Sure, yeah. right, right. It's more just like, you know, where you are, you know, on this spectrum. So I think that's you know, it's a way uh, easier to uh, explain, you know, how we think. Yeah. Okay. So this actually, I think, leads me pretty nicely into talking a bit about chapter 57, which was the, the <laughs> second one I mentioned, um, in part because I wanted to maybe ask you a little bit about this idea of um, th- perhaps that Confucianism is much more, say, yang compared to a yin uh, Taoism. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the idea, again, kind of going back to the, the Wu Wei, and I, I forget, you said Yao Wei? Uh, in Chinese, yao wei. Yao. Um, so that that to me sounds a bit like the kind of yin yang split. And but mm-hmm. again, thinking about the concept of it, it's the this intermixing of these things and kind of each of them being a part of the other and, and having elements of the other. And so mm-hmm. in in chapter fifty seven, mm-hmm. uh, let me get to that here in the book, down toward the bottom or toward the end of this, mm-hmm. and it says, and so sages say. I do nothing, and the people transform themselves. Mm -hmm. I prefer stillness, and the people correct and regulate themselves. Mm -hmm. I engage in no activity, and the people prosper on their own. I am without desires, and the people simplify their own lives. Mm -hmm. To me, the chapter seems to be focusing a little bit on um, Mm. more or less whether we ought to be meddling, whether we ought to be organizing and ordering and structuring mm-hmm. things. And yes. and the Taoist attitude seems to be, no, like let everybody to mm-hmm. to themselves and it'll work out okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. That's the correct understanding. Yeah. The in the in between, in the middle part, you know, the more taboos and pro- prohibition, mm-hmm. the more sharp implement uh, implements the more clever people. So mm-hmm. I think these are all what uh, the Confucians are doing right. to their, to their uh, eyes of Lao Tzu. Yeah. And I, what would generally be, um, be the response? Like I know earlier we were talking about the idea of uh, it's not a, a divide between them, but there's kind of a both or a recognition of both. So um, I think it's yeah. really a great uh point and then you know even i would say i agree with mm-hmm. the criticism <laughs> because <laughs> even in the even confucian tradition the mm-hmm. confucianism that we always try to, we, we have a uh yes let's say distinctive way uh but well, you know, that's the ideal way mm-hmm. we, we'd like to follow i think that's 
very uh, good criticism and like the really right one, right criticism. So when I read it, and then yes, this as a confusion, I would be cautious. This is mm-hmm. right criticism, and this is also what Confucians want to be want to bear in mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. yeah, because that's not what we want to do. Want right. to be. Yeah, yeah. So skillful, and then there's things if we go too far. So in Confucianism, uh, the one of the very important um, concept is the doc, uh, the mean, the mean. So the mean zhong, actually zhong mm-hmm. in, um, in Chinese pronunciation, it means uh, middle. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a, you know the mathematical <laughs> the middle <laughs> right like from you know it's number from you know zero to ten is number five or something right. it's not yeah so it's just the mean in general mm-hmm. so the I think the Confucians uh, in you know really pursue to the way every time mm-hmm. what's the mean so you know uh, all these criticisms. Mm-hmm. Mm, if we lose our attention, or we say sincerity, and mm. then you can go off. Then this kind of problems can occur. Interesting. So that's what, you, you, does, does it make sense? So that's why when I read it, oh, I can agree with that. This can be the danger yeah. we can fall. fall. What I, I like in particular and find interesting about what you're saying is like like both of these, if you're just going back into the text and you're reading kind of what the ideals are of, mm-hmm. of uh, the Taoist or the Confucius mm-hmm. based on, on the two major texts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably everybody recognizes that these are idealized things. Like this doesn't work uh, in practice, in, in, regardless of kind of which side of the camp you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said there toward the end, the... Like if we lose our attention, if mm-hmm. if we kind of let let things slip a little bit, we can sort of mm-hmm. fall off of that path. The mm-hmm. the thing that we're we're trying to do correctly or rightly. Mm-hmm. Um. And what I was really curious about, I guess, as a result, is, uh, maybe as within kind of the framework of a Confucian ideal, like what is what would that look like, uh, in practice, like kind of recognizing that you're not getting to the ideal but what how do you pay attention how do you keep your okay. your intentionality and the the sincerity kind of going headed in the right area okay that's a great question and it's very important um i think one of the core issue probably two to ex- to explain more uh, mm-hmm. to answer your question is one is how you understand human nature mm-hmm. and then that's another relate so human nature and self-cultivation. So do, these two are very important. So for Confucians, I think um, in ancient China, we have two great uh, Confucian scholars, uh, Confucian philosophers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Confucius, since Confucius, there were Mencius mm-hmm. and Sun Tzu. And I think these two Chinese philosophers uh, offer great um, insect for this one to think about. So mm-hmm. about human nature, Mencius' uh, 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 idea is very influential 
even until now for you know, most of the Confucians, because uh, he's, he's famous with so-called, that he believed that human nature is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and the more important thing is, I think, that he believed that human nature is good, but the human nature, is, you know, the goodness of human nature, it, we are given as a sprout. Okay. So I think this, uh, the, how, how do you say that it's like plants. Mm-hmm. So we, care for it. you have to nurture. So I think that's one of the great things. So Confucians, you know, Confucians, we believe, I, you know, because I, I think I'm one of them. So we believe <laughs> that, <laughs> so we believe that, yeah, we human beings are born with, uh, you can think it's a kind of uh, disposition or inclination. Uh, we like goodness. Mm-hmm. We are born with the goodness. And it's not seed. Seed and sprouts are different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we, the, and then Misha said it's like a sprout. So, so most mm-hmm. important thing is we need to really careful to nurture. Mm-hmm. So that's our view. We need, we have the goodness as a sprout. Then that's number one. Mm-hmm. Then the process, you know, we, you know, the, the nurturing and then developing, that's self-cultivation. And because it's a plant, right? So the mm-hmm. metaphor is like nurturing in the plants. So I don't, it never ends basically. Sure. Right? So you need to just keep nurturing. That's the process. So for Confucians in general, that process is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And it never ends because let's say it's a perennial plant. So spring, you know, summer, autumn, winter, mm-hmm. but next spring comes, maybe the environment changes, maybe mm-hmm. uh, yeah, climate good. changes through probably, right? So it's never same. So there will be, you know, it's never ending process of self-cultivation, you know, so that I think that's one, uh, two important concepts. And Sun Tzu, I will add one last thing, is Sun Tzu actually comes in here that he had a slightly different view about human nature, but he added a very important uh, idea about ritual. Mm-hmm. And very simplistically speaking, that I think it's related to nurturing that we can transform human nature. So we are born okay. with it. And then, you know, the, through the process and then how we really, you know, uh, how do we say, how we set the environment and everything, we can make changes to this plant. Sure. Yeah. So all this and all the you know, detailed um, process, or we call in general ritual uh, in Confucianism. So mm-hmm. all is how you understand human nature, then self cultivation, and all process. You're never ending. Mm-hmm. So maybe for you know Taoist, like oh my goodness, oh you right. just <laughs> what would you know? What would be your what would what would how would you react to that? Yeah. So. Based on on my reading of just just really the Tao Te Ching and not much uh, in the way of say commentary or anything like that, um, it sounds an awful lot like the Taoists would say, 
why are you bothering cultivating it? Like it'll grow on its own. And if it, if it doesn't, then like, that's just the way of nature. Like, let it be. Um, it tends, I, it's weird. Cause I feel like there is a similar idea of self-cultivation, um, that I have seen in people's like maybe more modern commentary. And, and that could just be that like these ideas are so mixed around together. Um, but just from reading a lot of the, the passages in the Tao Te Ching, um, I think they would even question what the goodness is that the, the Confucians see in people and say that, well, the goodness is our concept. Um, and that like the more perhaps is the, the human nature is just what it is um, and it will be what it is regardless of whatever you do. Um, mm -hmm. and if you get in there and you try to mess with it, you're going to probably mess it up in the first place. Mm. Um, well, yes, I think that's a great question. I mean, great, uh, criticism too. So I think it's mm -hmm. very, uh, valid and important yeah. criticism. The big and, thing that, that came to my mind as you, as you were talking about that, maybe not as a criticism necessarily, but I think it's chapter five, uh, specifically says like the great way is impartial. Mm -hmm. Um, and by by extension, then the sages are impartial, um, mm -hmm. and so I would say that seems like the biggest difference there. Yes, I understand. You know, in general, you know, it, it, in many cases, mostly, it's very difficult to have a clear idea what is good or bad. Mm -hmm. True, but also at the same time, in many cultures, for example, one of the great you know, an old, uh, example of Mencius gives is. Imagine that you see a baby mm -hmm. crawling and then crawling and then go, you know, towards a well mm -hmm. or a cliff, let's say. And then you are singing it, oh, you know, the baby is crawling and then, you know, approaching to the cliff. What would you do? You'd probably run over and save it, right? Yeah, but why? Yeah, it's, it's a good question because it, it feels like I, I have a couple thoughts like it feels like it would be just natural like you would just you would want to go and save this thing when you see that they're in danger somehow like you want to jump in if you could um, and then another just a totally different side of me is thinking about like biology and just the fact that like um from a, a totally non like philosophical point of view, people would be like, "Oh, but that's like your genetics working. Like you, you've been <laughs> trained over generations to save them." But yeah, yeah. But also the biology. I mean, there is a, another philosophical in you know, a field. They are talking about that. You know, biologically, it's not also same. You know, but biology also develops in you know, a changes, mm -hmm. right? So, in a sense, for us, that is a one thing that shows good example that humans. And in this, you know, we have a, we share, there is like some kind of underlying mm -hmm. uh, kind of feels, not always, but in a most, in most cases, that most human beings share this kind of, mm -hmm. you know, right, cross culture and everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, care for each other care for another human beings basically mm -hmm. right so it's you know doesn't matter as you mentioned about impartial right so i think that's the same so you know does you know Mencius says 
you are, you are not going to save the kid, the baby, not because you have a connection, a close relationship with the parents, or you are looking for some kind of benefits, you know, by saving the kid. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, you know, almost spontaneously, that's the sure. word we use, spontaneous comes out that, look, that is the sprout, the mm-hmm. good sprout of, of our human nature. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I, I keep thinking a, a bit about, um, and maybe this is why, like going back to what you said earlier, that the story um, about like our ways are different and there's no way that we can really even collaborate. Because yep. I feel like the Taoists, um, the attitude is almost like, um, like now it does kind of feel a bit incompatible because the the feeling or the sensation I get is like everything is good as it is um, if we don't really get in there and mess with it. And so whatever knowledge you have, and if you try to act on that knowledge, like you're just going to be doing something different than you would have done without thinking. Um, And so they really seem to be operating from a a different general perspective of the world and and about the value of, of of getting involved in a way. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting. I guess they they sort of diverge in a little bit. It's, it says something is wrong here. We're going to get in there and try to fix it. Versus we're going to let it be and it'll fix itself. Mm-hmm. That's I think you know it's my personal view. Recently, um, if you are interested in politics, I think <laughs> it's similar. You know, in a sense, yeah. Because uh, and it's not really about who's wrong. It's just the, the difference, I, would, mm-hmm. I think. And some yeah. people would say politics is just, oh, politicians are really bad and politics mm-hmm. are, you know, really dirty and, and I don't want to get involved. Or they, but also it's true, you know, whatever happens in the poli- politics, you know, in the, you know, the Washington, D.C. or mm-hmm. in, in the Congress, actually, you know, most of the, most people, they live their life and then the, you know, the world just keeps going, mm-hmm. whatever happens. So I think in a sense, we can understand um, yeah, what sure. you know, Dao would say. And I agree. And then I think that's uh, also my polit- political, pers- personal, my personal political view is all these, the ordinary people who are just faithful and they live their own lives are the core probably. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I have a, you know, belief, personal belief that, you know, and many people believe that still we need politicians, you know, Mm -hmm. we need, yeah, we can discuss, we can uh, disagree, you know, how, you know, to which point, but in very generally speaking, that we need politics too, Mm -hmm. right? And then someone has to do something at least. And even though it's like, like, are you, you dirty your hands probably, Mm -hmm. but we need some people who do the work too. Yeah. And I think very roughly, I would, I would say the Confucians are more uh, closer maybe to towards, you know, and then they have a quite, you know, uh, optimistic mm-hmm. uh, view in doing such a thing. Although there are some dangers, but someone has to do the work. Right. Yeah. And that probably makes uh, a fair amount of sense. Like, just from our conversation, I get a more general sense that the Confucians are like, look, I'm, I'm living in the real world. 
yep. we're dealing with these problems and I have hope that we can do something about it so that it's at least a little bit better. Um, and the Taoists are a little bit like, eh, like I'd separate myself from the world, kind of just go off and do my own thing and let that, let the rest of the world do its own thing and whatever, like it, it, everything's fine. Um, in, a, in that maybe a little bit more modern context, um, you see oftentimes a lot of people will implement some kind of system um, or a new technology or something like that, often with very good intentions. Um, without necessarily being fully thought out uh, or recognizing that these things can be manipulated or used in a different way. Um, and so I think as far as criticisms go, that that seems to be the kind of where a lot of the um, the seat of the Taoist attitude of like, just stop. Because um, like anything you do is, you might be trying to do good, but in doing so, you're also introducing a new avenue for someone to to not do good or to do something else. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think that's the. I definitely do agree with that. Yeah. Well, this is, has been um, <laughs> yeah really fascinating. Uh, I think we got into a much better conversation just about this this section here, um, and I don't think we really need to go on to that last little chapter because uh, we covered a lot of ground already on this. I, I really appreciated it, Wang. Um, I wonder if, if you were open to other conversations, if other people wanted sure. to try to get a hold of you uh, or check out your work, your scholarship, how do, how do they find you? How do they get a hold of your stuff? Uh, I think now I'm building my personal webpage, but it's still not yet ready. So, uh, but still I have my uh, professional the pages. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested, you can just look up my name. The Josh, you already put my name, right? So if you just mm -hmm. Google my name, I think you can, uh, it will lead you to my Phil uh, people. That's the philosophers <laughs> that are called the mm -hmm. site. <laughs> so I think you can find me there. And I, I at currently, I am a postdoctor post fellow at Georgetown university so you can also find my profile there and if you are interested you can reach me through that you know institutional email too excellent great yeah we because we didn't really even get into some of the the more specifics and, and nuances of your work specifically in uh, regarding mm -hmm. like kind of feminist confucian philosophy mm -hmm. um so i think that may be ripe territory for a, a part two if we come back to it someday uh, but in the meantime people can check it out themselves Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you a lot for being here with me tonight. Um, I don't know. Let's we'll we'll carry on the conversation. We're coming back to this. Yes. Yeah. I was a little bit uh, nervous because, if I can say that, uh, I I really want to thank you, Josh, because I I had a little of concern because as a professional scholar mm -hmm. that I always you know, footnote myself whenever I talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what I mean by this, I make mm. my own footnotes and brackets. Uh, but, you know, we have, you know, today, like always our chat, you know, I think mm -hmm. uh, we had a good inspirational uh, chat, um, you know, about philosophy. Uh, so thank you for giving me this chance. So, and inviting me to this great yeah. uh, platform. And I really enjoy it. So if you want, you know, I'll be happy to come back again. Excellent. Thank you. Likes, everybody. We'll see yep. you next time. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>
Thank you so much to my good friend Wang for helping me to lay bare my still very Western approach to understanding ideas. I came away from the conversation humbled by the caution and nuance that Wang brought about the differences and similarities between Confucians and Taoists. Perhaps we would do well to remember that the critiques our philosophical opponents have may indeed be warranted. In a world where we are quick to jump to separate into our tribes, it's the connections with the people outside our immediate circle that may be the most enriching. Now, I said there would be a few footnotes to this episode, so if you're interested in just a little bit more context, please continue listening. Otherwise, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. When we recorded this episode, Wang was working at Georgetown University, but has since accepted a position with Duke Kunshan University and will be relocating in the coming year to China. I'm so happy for her because she's been working so hard over the last couple of years for this exact opportunity. She'll be continuing her work there in China, and and I'm really looking forward to uh, maybe a decent excuse to get to go and travel. Earlier in the episode, you might have heard her say, We believe referring to Confucian philosophers. I loved having the chance to talk with her on this level because it shows that these philosophies are not dusty old theories on how the world works, but that people engage at a deep level with them and live out the tenets of those philosophies. The study of them is meant to advance our understanding and take us further down the path of cultivation. At one point in the show, Wang described a passage recorded by Xie Ji in which Lao Tzu and Confucius met. She later clarified privately that this passage is meant to give a kind of double meaning. She wished that I pass that clarification on to you. And the best translation for that passage would be, Those who follow different paths cannot make plans together. This is meant to describe the idea that people with different fundamental values cannot work together but also in a more literal sense that people on two separate paths cannot use the same map or itinerary. They're fundamentally moving in different directions with different stops along the way. That's all for this episode. Thank you again for listening. If you've listened this far and I'll see you next time. Music for this podcast is generously provided by Alexander Nakarada at www.serpentsoundstudios.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License. Details in the description. If you'd like to come join the community, be a guest on the show someday yourself, you wish to support the podcast or just get in touch, find me online at wanderontheway.org. And until next time, go have a good conversation.